I thank you, my Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have graciously kept me this day. And I pray that you would forgive me all my sins where I have done wrong and graciously keep me this night. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. Let your holy angel be with me that the wicked foe may have no power over me. Amen. From the century-old St. John's Lutheran Church of Taylor, Michigan, comes the coast-to-coast -coast edition of Martin Luther's Evening Prayer. The message from God's Word is prepared and delivered by Rev. Dr. Richard Ziley, and this local broadcast is made possible by the generosity of hearers like you. You may like us on Facebook, Martin Luther's Evening Prayer. May God bless your listening. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We may kneel. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. O Spirit of God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done, and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God in his mercy has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake forgives you all your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You may stand and share a greeting of peace. Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless, Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil. For he gives to his beloved sheep. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb of the Lord. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the children of one's youth. Blessed is the man who fills his quiver with them. He shall not be put to shame when he speaks with his enemies in the gates. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. In peace let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the peace from above, and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, 
peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. epistle lesson comes from 1st Peter the fifth chapter beginning at the fifth verse likewise you who are younger be subject to the elders clothe yourselves all of you with humility toward one another for God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him, because he cares for you. Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, with himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. To him be the dominion forever and ever. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We stand for the Alleluia, the gospel that follows. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It is better, it is better to, to trust, trust in the Lord than, than to put confidence in princes. Alleluia, Alleluia. O God, I are steadfast. I will sing and give praise even with my glory. Alleluia. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the sixth chapter beginning at the 24th verse. Glory be to thee, O Lord. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God in money. Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat, or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food, 
and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. 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 We may sit for the hymn. God who made the earth and heaven taken for the intro from the 15th Sunday after Trinity, Psalm 127, verse 2. It is vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved sleep. This is our text. 
On the back side of your bulletin, you have an outline of today's message. There are blanks to fill in, and filling in those blanks may help you to retain the message from God's Word this morning. When I was a lad, my father got me a sweater for school late in August. The first cool weather had already started the week before school, and I was visibly chilly. Why don't you wear your new sweater, he asked me. I can't, I said, it's for school. You might as well make use of it now, he replied, because you'll still have it later. My dad pointed out the present enjoyment of gifts intended for the future. In a similar way, God intends that we enjoy practical here and now blessing from his eternal and spiritual gifts. And what could be more practical than a good night's sleep? Sleep's blessings include many things. Renewed strength of body and mind. Healing. Did you ever go to bed one night with a, an ache or an ailment and in the morning it was considerably better? You checked out, but God was healing you. And if we experience healing of the body, so much more the mind. We are given a restored perspective when we get our sleep. How often have we told ourselves it will be better in the morning? And after a good night's rest, we have opportunity for a new beginning. We can begin the day with the experience of yesterday, the insights that we have gained, the blessings that we've accumulated a new start, a new beginning, a new creation. God's intent for us is blessing, but we often fight his blessing. I recall as a child, I didn't want to go to bed. I'm not alone in that we fought our parents when they told us it was time for bed. And then as a parent, I remembered these things. My children used to act more and more rambunctious the tireder they got. My wife and I recognized their need for sleep while they did not. And we had to impose a schedule on them until they could develop self-regulation. So God did this with his people. The command to rest on the Sabbath was really a blessing rather than an obligation. It established a rhythm to the believing community's life and for every individual in that community. We still continue that with our custom of Sunday worship or at least Saturday night or some other rhythm that we encourage in the Christian life. Our Lord Jesus said the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. This shows that the command was a gift. And think about the Sabbath rest. In work, we make things happen. In rest, we recognize that God makes things happen. As we live our lives, we imagine ourselves to be in the driver's seat. But when we rest, we recognize that God is in the driver's seat and that life goes on without us. And there's an essential connection between the Sabbath rest and God's word, which Luther makes plain in his explanation to the third commandment. 
Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. What does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we do not despise preaching and his word, but hold it sacred and gladly hear and learn it. You see, in rest, in ceasing to work, we remember who we are and whose we are. Luther put it this way in his hymn on the commandments, keep hand and heart from labor free that God may so work in thee. In rest, we realize the sobering truth that the world goes on without us. It's still there when we wake up in the morning. Now, sin robs us of a good night's rest. We are so often like children who get more frantic as the hour grows late. We fail to recognize our need. We stay up late. We get up early. We eat the bread of affliction, as the psalmist says, when we don't really need to. There was once a man who worked overtime every day for 10 years to buy himself a boat. And he died 20 years early from the overwork and exhaustion. I was deeply impressed by the story of my mother's cousin who went to medical school. And you know how much pressure there is on people in medical school. And he got sick and he prescribed himself penicillin and, and kept pushing on until he graduated. And then 30 days after his graduation, he died of pneumonia. Sometimes we act as if it depends on us and fail to recognize that it depends on God. We like making things happen. We get addicted to our role in life. You've seen the kid who can't put down the video game. Well, we may become addicted to our given role in life. We love our job where we tell other people what to do. We love our job being the center of attention in our parish. And then changes come and it's hard to give up that role. How many a retired pastor has become the center of discontent and competition in the parish rather than a source of help and grace to those doing the work of God? How many a mother has refused to give up that role and let her children go and continues to interfere in the lives of her children when it's time to move on to a different role? I say sin robs us of a good night's rest. We can't let go. Sometimes it's a, due to our sense of boundaries being weak. We make ourselves responsible for things we cannot control. And that causes us to lose sleep. Other people recognize this about us and they exploit it like the codependence in the alcoholic family. I drink and you apologize for me. And I'm out having a good time and you're home worrying about me. Whether I'll get home safe or not. We need to take responsibility for ourselves and recognize those boundaries. Others of us are afflicted with doubt and distrust. Oh, the sun won't rise unless I worry about it. Who says worry doesn't work? All the things I worry about don't happen. And often we, this happens because we refuse to accept the will of God and thus envy others. Every woman I know with naturally curly hair envies the women with straight hair. 
All the women with straight hair envy the women with the naturally curly hair. You and I, one of the occupational hazards of the ministry is we look with envy at other people's ministries. Oh, if I had that congregation, I could. And in refusing to accept God's will, our call in life, our place in life, our particular gifts, we suffer. We suffer for this sin of envy. And it's particularly difficult for Christians because it can be hard to separate the sin of suffering for envy from the godly sorrow that is part of every caring Christian's burden. Because we do care about what happens to other people. We do suffer sorrow, Jesus' sorrow for the lost, the sorrow that we share as we uphold one another's burdens. It can be difficult to separate that godly sorrow from the sinful envy, anxious worry that beset us. But there's good news. For the psalmist assures us God gives to his beloved sleep. Jesus spoke these words, Come to me all who are weak and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He is the center of the Sabbath rest. He is the fulfillment of the commandment and the gift do you remember that story where Christ was asleep in the boat during the storm? The disciples were astounded that he could sleep when the storm was raging. And yet what an example he set for us. We can't control the weather. What can you do in a raging boat? Conserve your strength. Leave it in God's hands. He gives to his beloved sleep. The disciples at least had the sense to call upon the Lord in the time of trouble, and the Lord delivered them. But don't overlook the gift of rest that our Lord modeled. Rest even amid the storms of life. When you acknowledge that Jesus is Lord, you are acknowledging that He is in charge. And this means that his desires overrule your desires. They even overrule your feelings and perceptions. We can rest in the knowledge that God is in control. We can let go and let God. I look around the world today. I see so many things going wrong. So many things that trouble my, my soul. And yet, Jesus' words, Lo, I am with you always to the close of the age. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Jesus' words have to overrule my feelings and perceptions. And thus we can rest in that knowledge to let go and let God. Now I can't help but notice in the psalm, you know what he talks about right after he talks about uh, anxious toil and getting a good night's rest? Then he talks about children. Now that suggests a topic that many of us struggle with. You know, there's a practical application of this truth to those of us who have children that we have to let go of. 
We care about them. We're concerned about their faith. We want to see them in heaven again. And yet, do we manifest to them as anxious, distrustful people? Or do we manifest to them as confident people, encouraging them in Christ, letting them know that we pray for them, expecting the best of God in their lives? Do we relate to them out of faith and encouragement or out of distrust and become a burden and a drag and instead of being an empowering part of their lives, being a, a drag and a disempowering, a, a doubt for them? Our own example of resting in the Lord and letting things go into His hands will go far in being a blessing to the lives of our adult children. For the fact is that Christ is with us in our struggles and will see us to the rest that follows. That was the pattern of his life on earth. He came to join us in the struggles that we have with life and even with death so that he might rest in the grave and rise again to new life. You know, we practice for death every night when we go to sleep. Every night we let go of consciousness. We let the world go on without us. We do not know what will happen to us during those hours of sleep and unconsciousness. Hence the old children's prayer, if I should die before I wake, I pray thee, Lord, my soul to take. It is said in the Genesis that Abraham slept and was gathered to his people. We too shall sleep and be gathered to God's people because we have this promise. He gives to his beloved rest. May God's gift of peace that surpasses our understanding give you assurance of life eternal and enable you to enjoy a good night's rest in the Lord. Amen. And may that peace of God that surpasses understanding keep your hearts and minds in the true faith to life everlasting. Amen. Holy Father, of St. John's Lutheran Church is to conserve and promote the true faith of our Lord Jesus Christ in our members, our community, and our world. I thank you, my Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have graciously kept me this day, and I pray that you would forgive me all my sins where I have done wrong, and graciously keep me this night. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul, and all things. 
let your holy angel be with me, that the wicked foe may have no power over me. Amen. Then go to sleep at once and in good cheer.